Hello and welcome to Pediapod for February 2019. This month, the surprising effect of time-restricted feeding on metabolic syndrome in pediatric mice. Metabolic syndrome has proven to be a growing problem in recent decades in both adult and pediatric populations. Time-restricted feeding has been shown to attenuate metabolic disorders and obesity in adults, and it's thought to be superior to surgical interventions and other dietary patterns as it's non-invasive and doesn't lead to unbearable hunger. However, there is a lack of data on its effects in pediatric populations. Dr. Dan Dan Hu and her team, during her time at Peking Union Medical College Hospital, carried out an experiment using a pediatric mouse model to assess the effects of time-restricted feeding on their metabolism and microbiota, and the results were unexpected. Um, metabolic syndrome is at least three of the five following medical conditions, including central obesity, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, high serum triglycerides, and low serum HDL. Metabolic syndrome is associated with the risk of developing cardiovascular diseases and type 2 diabetes. And um, in the U.S., a quarter of the adult population has metabolic syndrome. And we are finding more and more adolescents uh, to have metabolic syndrome worldwide, even in China and other developing countries. And this lays a very heavy burden to all societies. And so tell us about um, this time-restricted feeding then. What is uh, the evidence that time-restricted feeding could be beneficial for adult populations with metabolic syndrome? Time-restricted feeding, uh, TRF for short, are effective interventions for obesity and metabolic syndrome in adults. And we found that previous studies were carried out in adult animal models and they jointly proved that this is beneficial because fasting can reduce obesity and obesity-related disease. And um, actually we have the publications in Science and Cell Metabolism reporting that um, this mechanism might be that the injection of nutrients induces the acute expression of multiple clock genes, which refers to the concept of circadian clock. So eating can strengthen the circadian rhythm, and um, time-restricted feeding TRF can optimize cell functions and lower the incidence of cancerous diseases by manipulating gene expression profiles and uh, mitochondrial electron transmitting complex. This has a very positive impact on biochemical pathways. So in this paper that we're here to talk about, you were testing the effects of TRF on juvenile populations, again in a mouse model. What was the theory for testing the effect of TRF in a juvenile population? Because we all know that the physiology of children is distinct from adults, we cannot simply treat our children as smaller adults. Therefore, even though TRF has been profoundly proved to be beneficial uh, in adults, its consequences in pediatric population is unknown. And uh, in the very beginning, we uh, assume that it's equally beneficial to the pediatric population and the results were quite the opposite. 
After the experiment, we weighed our mice and found that uh, the TRF-treated mice uh, turned out to be more obese in the adulthood. And then we uh, measured the blood glucose level and found that they have higher blood glucose level for the experiment group. So this is um, very surprising. And then we thought um, maybe the TRF in the childhood cannot alleviate the metabolic syndrome. Instead, they can induce the metabolic syndrome. And metabolic syndrome refers to type 2 diabetes. So we'd like to see the serum level of uh, insulin. And to our surprise, that the insulin level was not high. Instead, it's low. So this is not type 2 diabetes. This is very tricky. And um, we further uh, took the pancreas of the mice and observed the pancreas under a microscope and found that Longhand's eyelid were actually smaller in the experiment group. So we thought that this is the type 1 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is reported to be autoimmune disease. That's why we do the T-regulatory cells. And we found that the, another difference between these two groups. T-reg is actually higher in the experiment group. It must have been a real shock. So not only did this treatment group have show signs of irreversible metabolic disorders, they also had a depressed immune function. Yes. So we finally came to the conclusion that this is, uh, has multiple adverse effects to the mice model when they were treated um, uh, with TRF in the childhood phase. You also looked at the microbiota, didn't you? Do you think they had any involvement in the mechanism behind these uh, adverse effects? The composition of the gut microbiota in the experiment group is unfavorable. Both the diversity and specific groups of flora is unhealthy. What we reported is a phenomenon that the correlation exists. And however, we did not do the cause-effect relationship. Did you gain any insights into the mechanisms behind the adverse effects? Like what, how do you think TRF was leading to metabolic disorder? We had several guesses, but uh, we did not prove that. Um, but we are still working on TRF. Maybe in the future, we, we are planning to do something else. I think it's, um, first it has an effect on the gut microbiome and then to the immune system and then um, effects emerge um, throughout the body. Now obviously these are fairly stark results, they're fairly shocking results but they were in mice not in humans. Um, what do you think that this means for pediatric human populations? I think we all know that the mice had a very different feeding pattern as they compared to human beings because we now eat three meals a day but the mice are just eaten whenever they want during the feeding time. So many people might question that uh, can the results be similar in human. However, in our opinion, the feeding and fasting intervention during the day can enhance the expression of clock genes. 
and this mechanism is um, common uh, in all animals, not only mice, but also human beings. So the difference exists, but the mechanism is neutral. So we think that the microbiome and the circadian clock can uh, contribute to the good effect in adults, but the side effect, the adverse effect in um, childhood. Why has no one done a study in humans? It sounds like quite a simple experiment to do. Uh, because there are many ethical problems, like uh, we don't know which pattern is good for humans, so we cannot force the parents to do any intervention. Do you think this, this sort of study will ever happen in children? Uh, not likely. I think we can find a natural uh, group of um, children, maybe their parents feed them only during an 8 to 10 hours per day, and we can do some observing tests. This is the most we could do. That was Dr. Dan Dan Hu, who carried out the work during her time at Peking Union Medical College Hospital. That's all for this month. Join us again next time for the next edition of Pediapod. I'm Jeff Marsh. Thanks for listening. <laughs>